It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mine. So, let's just record this ting Woo, baby Another week, wow Another week of this podcast Well, I don't have a song in me I don't know where my songs have gone They'll be back soon, I'm sure They'll be back I've just been singing in (laughs) Jonathan got fed up (laughs) Oh, Jonathan got fed up the other day And he was like, no, no, no We're actually going to have to have a class So you can learn Mariah Carey lyrics Because this is getting out of hand Um I mean, yeah, we really should because I just be making up words, child. I I would just say whatever I like. Uh, but yeah, you're listening to me, Kalechi, in the best place to be. You're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. And um, it's a beautiful time. So I talked to you last week about my new tattoos on my hands. They're healing nicely, I think. Yeah, they're healing nicely. All going well. Um. I should definitely say at the top of the episode that I have live shows coming up. I've got my live show in April, April 13th in New York, SOBs, that's SOBs in New York. (laughs) I want to tell a story. I want to tell a story and it involves my bank card details. It involves my card details and America and scammers. But I've already told the story in close friends. So let me not, let me not, because if I speak, people will say that I am speaking. So let me save it. But (laughs) woo, Chile, um, close friends is made up of people who are actually people that I, you know, enjoy greatly as well as my patrons. So if you're already a patron on patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor, Send me your Insta and I'll add you to the close friend thing And then you can see the It's just the things that I just don't want posted on like my main stories Like so it means that I could just share like little bits of tea That I don't want on my main stories And it's easier to see who's who's watching Because there's only um, a certain amount of people But yeah I already talked about this And I don't want to necessarily defame anybody Um, But (laughs) Anyway Sha um, so yeah, I've got the live show April 13th in New York, New York City. And then I've got the live show in September that is to celebrate my new book that will be coming out called Edge of Here, my speculative fiction, a collection of so- uh, short stories. And they're incredible if I say so myself. Um, and so that's September 12th and that will be at the Barbican. Bad Man Like Me is going to be at the Barbican on the 12th of September. So make sure you get your tickets for those who can't come to New York. Get your tickets for the live show in September in London. And why I'm saying that is because you can actually get tickets to stream the live show. So wherever you are in the world, September 12th, you can actually watch live. Um, you could buy tickets for that as well. Uh, I know somebody from Australia asked me about where, what happens with their book as well. Like, do they get their book? Like, honestly, when it comes to the pub- publishing side of things, I don't know way too much about the logistics of that, but I should be having meetings with um, everybody soon just so I can get an idea of Wagwan for you lot. 
around the world, um, especially people who are asking about buying the book and they're based in the US and Canada and all of them things. I'm finding out the information for you swiftly. Don't worry. Um, fingers crossed for big things to, in fact, Guan. Um, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, I've got two live shows and I'll be doing a smaller um, show, like an intimate vibe. Um, that I aim, I aim for that to be May. Yeah, I aim for that to be May. I'd like it to coincide with it being two years since I've had my hair locked. <laughs> Not that it has anything to do with anybody, but I just love that for me, you know. I committed to this lock journey and it's going to be two years in May. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Like, that is the day I had my hair locked. Um, you know, started my micro locks journey and I feel like I've grown as a person since. Like, you could say that they're unrelated, but it feels related, you get me? So... I want to celebrate that. Like, I'm just really in the mood of celebrating me. Don't hold me to that because then I'll be in a, like a low mood and I'll be like, I don't want to celebrate anything. Leave me alone. But no, it feels good. It feels great. And so I want to do an event around that, about growth. Um, yeah, that's what I kind of want to focus on. So it'll be cute. Um, I think it should be a morning thing because I want to start doing like a morning, a monthly morning sort of breakfast event type of thing. But it's whether I can commit myself to that is the thing But anyway, May will be a smaller show um, A smaller vibe uh, So just celebrate growth, you know So if you want to send me some cute bits To mark my two-year lockversary I'm so open to that Two years Two years Two years I've been doing this And I've really come along is it, It's two years, isn't it? Rotted no, it is. It is. It's not a year. Yeah, yeah, it's two years. Wow. Jesus. I'm glad, you know. Super, super proud of me. Proud of me. Um, and now I've added a little bit of color to my hair too. And it's really making my skin glisten. Things we love to see. I just feel like aesthetically, I'm in a cute bag at the moment. I feel like the ancestors are really giving me this kind of extended break. Maybe before they drag me down, drag me back to the underworld for more lessons. I want to enjoy this moment above water. Um, but yeah, I feel like that, those are the main things I wanted to say. Yeah, I, you know what? I know that some of you really, really want to hear about Peru para, Peru donde para. And I think it's more of a thing that I'd want to speak about um, in person, which is why it will be good to have um, this intimate live event sometime in May, um, I'll get to looking for venues. I know I want to do it. I just want to do it after the live show in New York. So I'll announce that too soon. It'll probably, it'll be limited tickets because I want it to actually be a conversation and a vibe. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to manage my energy as well because I've got to focus on writing this novel. Yeah. That's going to come out next year, but the idea slaps, the idea for the novel actually slaps. So I'm, I've already started writing bit by bit. Um, so just going to see what that shapes out to be um, But what was I saying to you? Yeah, the reason I want all of this to be focused around growth Was something interesting happened this morning And I want to share it with you Because um, it's linked to Peru Para um, 
I needed to do something on my TV because you know sometimes you press this thing by accident, the accessibility thing, and it starts describing audio describing what it is that you're doing on the screen. And so it's been on for a while, and I was like, let me actually switch it off today because I don't need it. Um, so as I was trying to switch it off, I had to go to terrestrial TV. Who do I see on terrestrial TV? That pussy clerk that I had to cuss out in the episode called Dear Keisha's Mum. See her on TV, and. Why this is important is because since I came back from the ayahuasca retreat, let me tell you something. Listen to me very, very carefully. I, the ayahuasca ceremony doesn't end when you leave the Maloka. It doesn't end when you've finished. I, I'm sure a lot of you already know that or a few of you already know that. But the thing, the lessons, my G, the lessons will just be slapping you in the face. Slapping you in the face like many cocks at an orgy. Just slapping you around the face. I've never been to an orgy, FYI. I just feel like I need to add that disclaimer in there. Um, but so I've heard and seen sometimes. But um, honestly, the way I've been getting dragged, dragged since I've gotten back from Peru, not in a terrible way, but on it's like you see the visions. Like I was shown specific visions while I was under the influence, right? And so you see these things and you're like, I get it. I get the meaning of my life. I get the meaning of my purpose. I get it. And then you get into real life and it's like, now integrate it, baby. Integrate it. And that has been the motherfucker so far. I say that because I see this person. Let me not even call her. Well, I've already called her a pussy clerk. Sorry, Mother Aya. Sorry, Grandmother Aya. I already called her a pussy clerk and I don't feel like taking it back currently. Um, So I see her on TV and they're debating the... Tessa's on there as well. Tessa, I've done a debate with on Sky News before. And Tessa is a, it strikes me as a problematic white woman. She thinks she's got all the answers and she's still got a lot of learning to do. I'm just going to speak my truth. Like, who's going to come and slap me up? <laughs> um, so Tessa is doing her thing, doing her uh, white woman that kind of ha- has... Um, 45% of the knowledge sort of thing Which is more than the average white woman That I see in the media, on the news Them things there So, you know, she's kind of going the right way Kind of, kind of, kind of Anyway, then they've got this one on with her Keisha, debating with her And what struck me was that The outfit was horrendous Let me just start there Mother Aya, you have to understand that I've got to speak my truth, you told me And I'm not even saying it from a bad mind place She had on one, is it mauve or lavender ting? And like, it's giving failed Instagram baddie. Like you've had the boobs done. You've put filler to the high heavens in your face. Like, but where they found you is accepting 125 pounds um, or less to be on Good Morning Britain. Like what? Like, and not even that. Like if you were arguing for a good cause, I'd understand it because sometimes we, we take this money, we do what we need to do in order that the message gets out to the right people and gets out to the everyday people. But you're on there and you're arguing the wayward stance. The wayward stance is where they found you again. Like there's something to be said about Good Morning Britain and its editors and them choosing biracial right-wing, right-wing women and right-wing men 
to come on there and disgrace themselves, but also, but almost as if this is the voice of the black people. And I want to say categorically that these people that you are choosing, Mother Aya, notice that I didn't say motherfuckers. These people that you are choosing do not represent me and they do not represent a lot of, um, you know, people with mixed heritage and they do not specifically represent um, black people. They, they don't, they don't, they don't. And you know that, but because you want to push a right wing agenda, you're having them on there spewing nonsense, nonsense that they can't really back. But because they're saying it with such confidence, you think that it makes sense. Even the confidence, I don't really believe in it. Like I said before, this is a person that I see that's desperately crying out for help and they um, and to be seen. And they don't understand why uh, the cheat code that all the other light skins have been using, for some reason, it's not working on their game and they can't go up a level. Um, and to be honest, I could have the answers if I saw the birth chart and if I saw the tarot. But I have to accept that currently I'm not in a forgetting mood. I'm in a, I've forgiven. Have I? Yes. I will say that I've forgiven, but just because I've forgiven doesn't mean that I've forgotten. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I haven't truly forgiven because no, I, I, I'm no forgiveness is a process. And, and I feel like I've got to accept that with ayahuasca and all of them things there, there are certain things that I'm in the process of forgiving, but I'm not currently there. Yeah. And I think that that's fair enough because anything that somehow in any way involves the mention of my child or my family in any way, I can't honestly say that I'm not going to be on the war path. I'm just speaking my truth. Like, I think that it's important to know, like, I didn't go to Peru, take part in fucking four ayahuasca ceremonies and come back. Like I got fucked that entire time that I was there but again in the best way in the best way like I got to meet myself in ways that I have not met myself before and it was the saddest and the happiest days of my life it was they were the saddest and happiest days of my life I'm so so grateful forever grateful but I've come back here and there are things that I'm still having to contend with but in there is beauty in having to contend with these things there there's beauty in having to face these things right so for some random reason I decided that that's the point I don't um also FYI, I don't tend to turn on my television. Like it's on if other people are watching it, but I don't tend to turn it on. More time if I've talked about watching Potomac or Abbott Elementary, it's rare that I'll sit in the living room and I'll watch it on the television. I'll probably watch it on my phone or something. I need a tablet. I feel like I want an iPad. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, so it's random that on this day I turn on the TV to fix this um, sound thing that I've been told goes off all the time when people are trying to watch the television. And who do I see? The first face I fucking see when I turn on that TV. And it's this one. It's this one. Looking like a blowfish. It's this one that I see. Anyway, so I had to be very aware of what was happening in my body. Baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries. My body started to feel hot. Like my chest, my chest, my chest. I started to feel hot. And then there was this, like, I had to stick with it though. I couldn't just try to um, emotionally bypass it and be like, oh, I'm bigger than this. No, no, I had to sit with what I felt inside. And it was understanding that what I was feeling there was the remnant of that whole saga in November with the fact that you got spun on this other show 
And then you took it upon yourself to be in your stories talking mad. And then that those that foolish page decided to now take it and run with it. Right? It brought up feelings for me of the lack of protection that I feel publicly and even personally in my life and how I've had to defend myself um, all throughout life. And that's meant coming at people in a very savage way. Like I've learned how to efficiently take people out, figuratively speaking. I've had to learn that. And so what that, seeing that face on the television, talking shit as per, what that did for me was just remind me of like, rather than sit, rather than focusing on the initial feeling of like irritation, annoyance, um, anger, is that the process that I've been through in Peru asked me to go deeper. What, what are those feelings covering? And the feelings that they were covering was hurt and this, um, the feelings around feeling unprotected and the things I've had to do in order to protect myself and protect those that I love, right? Whether it's from a young age and my mother and my brothers and throughout life, whether it's relationships, friendships, like, you know, or romantic relationships and friendships and things that, and then my child, you know, like, and then thinking about my inner child and the work that I'm doing there. So I say all of that to say that this whole ayahuasca journey it's a process. You don't finish. It doesn't finish in the ceremonies. Like you come back into life and then that's the real journey. That's the real ceremony. The ceremony that you have in the Maloka with the shaman, those ones, you can have as many of them as you want, but you've got to actually come back to life and begin your ceremony. The ceremony of living, the ceremony of loving, the ceremony of ascending, like you then have to do that. And that's what I'm finding that pre-ayahuasca, Nah, you know, you know, you know, you know your girl, you know your baby girl. I would have had to drop a young tweet, I'd have to drop a young ting and cuss again, like come back for a round two of a cussing. But I looked at that and I was just like, it is not about you, it is about me. You were a catalyst for what I needed to know about me, but it's not about you, it's about me. Something else, let me, while I'm on there, let's spilling tea, let me just say something else happened recently. Somebody invited me to something. Um, a little while ago And so I marked it off in my diary That I'm going to be at this thing Because if people invite me to something I'm going to like block it out And it blocked it out I don't know what happened In the midst of whatever, whatever The event went ahead Do you think that I was there? Because I was not updated I did not receive an official invite Again Pre-Ayahuasca <laughs> We're going to be talking We're going to be talking like Wagwan What the fuck? But Post-Ayahuasca I'm like, you know what, whatever, all is well, all is well. And even if I feel like you're moving mad and that there's something to what you've done, I don't know. And I don't care. Like there's a, that's the overwhelming part of me that I'm so, that I feel so like honored and blessed to discover I don't care because ultimately whatever it is, it's about you. It's not about me. It is about you. It is not about me. And so those who like big me up for this podcast and all of that stuff, this podcast would be nothing without what you take from it because it's not about me. It's about you. Like you're the one who sits down and wherever you are walking, like, I don't know, swinging from um, a trapeze where, however you listen to the podcast, like you take from it what you will. And so sometimes even when people feel like a particular type of way and it brings up feelings for them, I'm always like, 
that's on you. That, that's got nothing to do with me. And I thought I understood that before, but I understand that now more than ever. So while this one was on, um, just again, failing at being light skinned, doing whatever she's doing, um, on Good Morning Britain that said to me that they couldn't have me on because I'm too volatile. Hold on. My cards were on the floor. Which one is it showing me? There is strength in... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, spirit. Okay, spirit. Okay, God. I love when God just, like, wants to boss up. Just wants to boss up on a bitch and be like, I am that I am, baby. All right? So my cards fell on the floor while I was talking. My um, dickhead in recovery affirmation cards. They fell on the floor. And I picked them up. All of them were down, like face down. The only one that was facing up says, there is strength in letting go of what no longer serves the path that my soul is on. Jesus of the affirmation cards, of the gold embossed affirmation cards. Who could ever, if not God? There is strength in letting go of what no longer serves the path that my soul is on. And isn't that what I've just been talking about? I just love that God never, ever makes a liar out of a baby girl. There is strength in that. There is strength in letting go of things that I I know no longer serve me. Because I know, I'm aware that I can break your jaw. I'm aware that I can dig my finger right into your eye. I'm aware that I can headbutt you and then you'll pass out right there. I'm aware that even if I don't do anything to you physically, I can cuss you in such a way that your spirit, like your soul, will want to leave your body. Your soul will be screaming, get me the fuck. I'm, I just get me out of here. I know I'm capable of all of those things, but do I need to utilize them in this moment? Not really. Not really because what the visions that, what the, the combination of the visions that I had in Peru, ultimately what they told me was a, about power and how even though I felt like I had some level of power, there were plates, there were ways in which I felt powerless and I was reacting against or um, against that feeling of powerlessness. So to be reminded of my connection to the divine and that my, the, the, the source of power for everything and how I can better utilize the power that I do know that I have while um, empathetically and um responsibly contending with power, the ways in which I think that power is taken away from us individually and as a collective, like that is a whole process. That is a whole mood. That is a whole vibe. So there is a strength. Yeah. In like looking at situations and thinking I could absolutely blow this motherfucker up, but do I need to? Now I'm good because in me blowing it up, I'm, I'm reacting to something. I'm saying that you made me feel a particular way. And so now I'm going to make sure that you feel a particular way. Whereas you already feel a particular way. That's why you did what you did. So I've just got to let you be on that path that you're on, but be on that path carefully. Be on that path carefully. It's the only disclaimer that I would add because the spirits that ride with me, the ancestors that claim me, that claim me that they when the ancestors that say Kalechi, what Kalechi? Oh, that's my G. That's my G. The ancestors that claim me, like they are on crud. They're fully on what I'm half on. So I would say tread carefully. Because even if I don't touch you, ha, there are entities. There are entities that can touch you. And I don't even have to tell them because they see Wagwan. So I just feel like 
2023 is about all of us respecting ourselves. Let us all respect ourselves. Yeah. And don't be scared of the power that you see in somebody else. Don't be scared of the light that you see in other in other people because it doesn't dim your own. The only reason that you'd be intimidated by the light that you see in somebody else is because you feel like it can shine more brightly than you can. And that is a fallacy. The light that you see that you love in me is also present in you. And we're meant to shine brightly together. That is the point of all of this. Because look at the sun. Like, just think about it. Like, we're meant to shine with that brilliance together, collectively. I'm not trying to outshine nobody. I'm just trying to shine as bright as I, this little light of mine, rock it down. I'm gonna let it shine. Hey, this little light of mine. Go there, girl. I'm gonna let it shine. Hey, this little light of mine and yours too. You're gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Don't take my shine, cause I'll bust your eye. Sorry, I had to say it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh God. Grandmother, I am so sorry. I had to, I had to. I'm I I I know. I know the medicine is still coursing through me. I know, I know. But that violence, I'm sorry, it's from SE15. It's from the NAM. It's from Peckham. I'm so sorry. <sighs> anyway, let's move on. But I'm, I hope that the greatest gift that I can give any listener of this podcast is that it's my journey. It's that I don't have all of the answers, but I hope that we can figure out some shit together. That's really it. So I just wanted to present you with where I'm at with all this ayahuasca, ayahuasca. Like this is where I'm at. Um, I wanted to share something, but I've got to ask for someone's permission first, even though I'd share it anonymously. Um, one of the people who attended the ayahuasca retreat, they wrote something really, really profound the other day. And I want to share it, but I'll ask them first. Anyway, I feel like I've talked too much. How is it half an hour? <laughs> half an hour and I've been talking like a talker. Ah, so that means I've got to zoom through everything else. Um, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Remember to pre-order my book. Um, there's a link in all of my bios. That's one thing. Also, my new picks by Alexandra Cameron. Bang. They absolutely slap. Let me just check um, her Insta name to make sure that I say it right. So yeah, it's Alex underscore Cameron on Instagram. She has taken phenomenal pictures of the girlies throughout the years. And uh, there's something about it. There isn't a single girlie that I know of that she's taken a picture of that hasn't gone clear, literally like a few months after. I mean, they were already big in the game at the point of, you know, having their pictures taken by her. But I definitely see the ascendance. I definitely see it. So for Alex to be like, come through. Let's take some pictures. <laughs> the only way is up. Hey, baby. <laughs> so let's see. Anyway, um, what did I choose for the tarot? Okay, I was like, did I not choose a letter? First, we've got an update. We've got an update on one of the letters. You'll always be a part of me. Oh, let me not. Let me not. I'm going to go off on one again. But all I was going to say. Is that the reason I was playing that Mariah Carey song so often, Always Be My Baby, is because it just made me think about God. Um, I know that's not what she's singing about, but to me, that's what it felt like. We were as one babe for a moment in time. And it seemed everlasting that you would always be mine. Now you want to be free, so I'm letting you fly. Let me not again, because Jonathan will come and shout. Lewis Harris Tench will come and shout on this podcast if I don't get the next few lines correct. But all I wanted to say is, 
Um, it says, our love will never Let me know, I think it's die or end But no, they're going to come for me But all I'm saying is that I feel like that song, go and listen to it And think about how we were all once a part of Source and Light And how we moved away to experience like human life But we'll always be there Like we'll always be Like we'll always be God's baby Hence baby girls, baby boys, baby non-binaries Baby people, baby folk, baby people them this is where my mind's at at the moment You just gotta go with me Joyful, joyful Lord We adore thee Um. Anyway But also bun missionaries <laughs> Gotta get that in there Um. What is this? Dear Kalechi, thank you, thank you This is an update of the letter a little while back Or was it last week? I can't remember Dear Kalechi, thank you, thank you 1,000 times thank you I have just listened to your tarot call for me I cannot tell you all the ways you were spot on The accuracy is frightening This has given me so much hope and direction You are a blessing beyond what I can articulate And I'm so thankful for you Finding time to laugh and cry And figure out what's next May you and your family always be blessed Thank you for sharing your wisdom with me me with love always well, That was beautiful I wanted to share that with you Because you know that tarot be hitting That tarot be hitting Alright So what next This is the letter I think I chose Okay Tarot request Healing my inner teen of my inferiority complex Trigger warning miscarriage So for those of you who don't want to hear about pregnancy loss I'm going to tell you to skip forward about 15 minutes it's probably what it's going to take me Alright Thank you And I'll catch you in a bit um, Hey Kalechi Thank you for being the light that you are Giving a voice to black women worldwide I'm a 28 year, uh, years old woman Who recently blocked an ex With whom I had an on and off relationship For over six years Following a disagreement While I was miscarrying An ectopic Atopic pregnancy uh, Where he was emotionally And physically unsupportive During our one uh, during our one, oh, sorry, during our on and off six years relationship, this man barely brought me any gifts, let alone took me on any dates. But I would justify it because he lives in Sheffield and would and would be content with the fact that he came to see me in London. He's avoidant, selfish, and was extremely domineering and would constantly praise other races of women, especially white women and biracial women, while never complimenting me. This deeply affected my self-esteem and reinforced the belief that I am unlovable. I have always struggled with confidence and self-esteem issues since I was a teenager. Growing up in South London as a skinny, dark-skinned black girl had its challenges. I often heard that I needed to gain weight in order to grow breasts or a bum, that I was too dark and that my hair wasn't good, and unless I changed these things, I would never get a man. I was 13. I remember after school, all my friends would get chatted up, but I would always be on the side just watching. I now realize that I internalize a lot of these projections and that it, it has deeply affected me, especially in my relationship with men, um, I often settle Both of my parents were physically and emotionally abusive growing up And my dad would often beat me and my sister Like grown men in the street I often fear the judgment and rejection of people I start projects um, such as TikTok, podcasting Or even writing an ebook, But I never publish it After unpacking this with my therapist We discovered that my inner teen needs a lot of love and care with my Saturn return around the corner I know that this is something that is an issue That I have to face head on 
I can no longer allow the projection of the hurt people of my past to affect me. I deserve peace and freedom in my life. I've been journaling and will enroll in swimming lessons soon as I used to love swimming as a teenager, but gave it up due to it breaking my relaxed hair. My questions for my question for the cards is where do I even start? I have attached my birth chart and a picture of the younger me. Lots of love. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. This makes me emotional because you write all of those things and then you attach a picture of your younger self. And I'm not even saying it to gas up the ting, but also to gas up the ting because somebody needs to hype you the fuck up. You are gorgeous. Not you sporting a red lip. A sporting a red lip is that secondary school. You were given red lip before the girlies were even on the ting. You said, let's have this. Let's have this. All right. Let me give you a scarlet lip. Are you nuts? What? You're beautiful. Look at those eyes. Look at that smile. Not your teeth being set good. What? You're gorgeous. You're absolutely gorgeous. And I hear it. And I hear it. Because I feel like the reason that some people kind of gravitate towards this podcast is because we've all been, we are all on similar, similar journeys, even if we're taking slightly different paths, right? And I understand that feeling of internalizing the ways in which people have made you feel like unlovable, unworthy, not pretty, not beautiful, especially when you seem to be the antithesis to what is beautiful when and to have an, um, an ex that's constantly praising white women and um and light-skinned women or whatever that will do something to you and then you're asking the cards like where do I start and you've already started I just want to take a moment for that like look at all the things you've mentioned you're going to therapy you're journaling like you do have the self-awareness and that's where the journey begins like there is a, an awareness that something needs to change that something needs to be better and you've already clocked that so you know I praise you for that. Like, I, I think that that is a, you've already started that whole journey. Um, the sun in Pisces. So yeah, you already know that Saturn is um, heading into Pisces. So you already know that. Um, and it will be, you're a cancer rising. So yeah, you're going to feel that in a number of ways um, because they're both water signs. So you're going to feel that. Um, just checking where Scorpio is for you in your fifth house. So I, yeah, I understand about the, all the, so with that, um, with the, um, pregnancy loss as well, I feel like if any fears are coming up for you about, um, what it means for your future and having children, um, I would say from what I'm seeing here, it doesn't, it doesn't impact it. So just let that fear sit by the side. Like if there's one thing that you could put to the side, you could put that to the side. You could put that to the side. Um, I mean, there, are, there there's things that you've learned as a result of what's happened. And I'm just praying thorough and beautiful healing for you, your heart and all of you. I'm just saying overall, it's, you've, you don't have to worry in that regard. Um, hold on. Just getting your cards out. Where does a baby girl start? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. All right. So the message here is very, very clear for you. Um, that uh, before I even pulled the cards, I already kind of knew what the answer would be. Um, you've got the page of pentacles as your first card and spirits saying you've already started and you've got to give yourself the props for that. If no one's told you lately, like you're a bad girl, like <laughs> I tried to shuffle cards and then the same card came out. You know, the card that fell on the floor earlier, I tried to shuffle the um, affirmation cards for a decade in recovery, shuffled it to get your card out for what the affirmation was for you. And it's the same card. So <laughs> spirit is really spirit in today. Let me tell you something. But um, spirit saying you've already started. Page of Pentacles coming out. Um, this is you. And it actually looks like you as well. Um, they're dressed in jeans, red converses, a little blue backpack, um, and they're holding one coin. Um, and then we see kind of like a city skyline across the way from them, but they're on, they're, um, standing on grass. They're in a park. Um, and they're just looking ahead, holding their coin. Ground yourself more, ground yourself more. Remember that because you've got, um, Saturn going into Pisces and then you're a cancer rising that you've, you're dealing with. And then, so then you've got the moon that's going to be dealing with you quite a bit. You can be very emotional and that's not a bad thing that it, it speaks to like, you've got the ability to be rather intuitive. You're, you're very generous with your feelings to, towards other people. You're very caring, but you need to ground yourself. So as much as possible, if possible, I would ask that you try and have your bare feet on grass. If you can like touch grass, it sounds mad, but no touch grass more often. Like whatever you're feeling, if you're having a day that feels mad, like just a lot, if you can just try and get near um, a tree or something or the ground and put your hand there and anything that you're feeling, just say it and send it into the ground. Like let the earth hold it for you because you're trying to hold a lot in your body. And, and it's, it's, it's hard for a physical body to contain all of that, all of the things you've been through, all of the pain, all of the hurt that you've been through. You're journaling, you're going to therapy. And I feel like a lot of those things are brain orientated, like they're cerebral. So I had that where I went to so many, I went through so many years of therapy, right? So I can tell you, I'm really good at breaking things down in my mind, but ask me to sit and feel the thing and I'm running for the hills, baby. I am running for the hills. So going to Peru and taking part in the ayahuasca ceremonies, what it allowed me to do for, I'd say, I'd say really, really for the first time, truly for the first time was be in my body. And because I went into my body, all of the pain, all of the grief that kind of was just like residing there, waiting there for me to acknowledge it. I, when I tell you I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing, but it was the best feeling ever because I was releasing, I was purging that which would no longer serve me on the journey that I'm, you know, that I'm on, like what, what the destination that I'm headed towards. The destination ultimately is to return to source, right? But on the way there, on the way there, there is so much to experience and I want to experience it with less of the emotional baggage. And so this is what this is kind of saying for you that until you decide what your modality will be for moving through and working through all of the other feelings that reside in your body, that you now want to be like, look, you lot, you lot, your tendencies up. Some of you lot have to go or let's reconfigure this because I am, I am the queen of this abode. So you're all going to have to run on my time. So 
if it's a case of reconfiguring things, then that's what you want to do. But until you find what modality that that will be for you, Spirit's saying that you're already on that path, like you're already doing really, really well. So just being able to be barefoot on grass, if you're not allergic, that would be great. And touch a tree. Heck, like, heck, like get plants. If you ain't got plants, get plants, get plants, couple plants and focus your energy on caring and tending to those plants and you speak life into those plants. The things that you wish that people will say to you, you start saying it to them plants and you help them grow. You put your heart and soul into making sure those plants grow because that is a direct representation of how you, your soul, the beauty in you, your inner child needs to be nurtured and to be allowed to be to blossom because people have spoken not nice things into that inner child and it's about speaking more life into that child and not in the head space, in the body space, in the heart space, in the sacral space. That's where we're sending the energy to. That's why you've got the devil in reverse because you're doing a real, real big thing by breaking away from all of the self-limiting beliefs and all the ways that you self-sabotage and also from choosing mirrors, choosing people who mirror the the painful sides of you. I feel like that's what this guy represents, like gravitating towards somebody that, that represents the pain in you because him talking about, he, he's praising, um, white women or praising, you know, light skinned women or whatever the fuck, like stay in Sheffield then you bitch. Aren't, aren't, aren't there white girls and light skinned girls in Sheffield, but you like a little bitch. You're traveling all the way to London. Why? Because I am sexy. Because I am sexy Because I'm beautiful That's why you're traveling here Alright Get it the fuck together You got on that eastern What is it Northwestern train Or whatever them trains That you lot get When you're coming from Them ends To London You did On that train For however many hours To come here Why? Because I'm a sexy girl Prick Talking about Ah White women Like if you don't get the fuck If you don't get the fuck you lot are making me cuss your boyfriends too much or your exes or whatever. Let me behave because I've already, you already told me at the live show that I hate men and I'm really trying to rebrand the thing. <laughs> I need to rebrand. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> because <laughs> let me not speak because if I say where I've found, <laughs> let me not speak. Um, But let me rebrand. Let me rebrand, please, with peace. But this guy represented that the way, because what he feels are aspects of what you've internalized. And now that you know that actually that's some bullshit and that's a myth, right? You don't want to go back there. There's nothing there for you. Six years on and off with a guy in Sheffield. Sheffield. I'm sorry. Wait, isn't that team Sheffield Wednesday? No, no, let me. (laughs) Let No, Sheffield. No disrespect to the people in Sheffield, but nah, like, you can't, nah, I'm sorry. I'm not getting patterned by a guy in Sheffield. <laughs> I'm not. So let's just, ah, ah, ah. Ixnay that. Like, cut that off. No, anyway, men can be mad from anywhere. People can be mad from anywhere. So I'm just joking. This is in jest. Like, the people in Sheffield don't get upset. Like, it's all right. But, um, no, but do they still wear Nike, Nike Hirachis? Is that what they wear? The guys, the man them in Sheffield, is that the trainers that they, no. Anyway, let me focus. Um, but no, you deserve better. And I think that there is an aspect of 
him not being wholly available, being emotionally unavailable, not meeting your needs and, and believing that that's all you deserved that allowed for that to drag on the way that it did. Um, in those six years, like what did you, what did you get out of it? Other than like train ticket receipts, like what, what did you get out of it? You're gorgeous. You're literally gorgeous. From early, you've been gorgeous. Like really take a moment to deep that. From early, you've been rocking a red lip. Like you knew you were a bad bee. You, you knew. Your heart, in your heart of hearts, like let's be serious. In your heart of hearts, you know that you're a baddie. So why, why, why all, the, why all this, this nonsense? This riffraff, please, please. But that's why we've also got the seven of swords here. Because when you are in not self mode, when you are not in the mode of self, like your true divine self, it's a form of deception. And so in that disguise, you attract, we attract people who are attracted to that disguise. Now that you're shedding the disguise because you're moving more into embodying more of your selfhood, there are people like that that can't rock with you. Like you deserve, because I'm seeing this king of swords here, you deserve somebody that is emotionally um, and um, not just emotionally, but intellectually on your level. Because I also feel like this guy, you couldn't even have proper, proper conversations with him. Like you say yourself, you were settling. You were settling. Why? Because it feels like there's an element of you that feels like you needed to, you need to punish yourself for not being the person that other people wanted you to be, whether it was your parents or whomever, like you felt like you needed to punish yourself for that. Please stop. There's no need to punish yourself. You're incredible. Please stop. Yeah. You've already started the journey. And I believe that this aspect, you'll leave it alone. Again, that's one of the things that came to me because I really wanted to focus on unconditional love. That was one of my intentions when I went on the, uh, when I went to the ayahuasca retreat. And I was shown such a beautiful image about how my body continued to love me even when I wasn't loving it. And so I am, without you having to um, go ahead with the uh, you know, ayahuasca or whatever else for now, um, I'm gifting you that, that please love this body, love the body that you're in, this body that regardless of when you've had the toughest days, your heart continues to beat. When you have sad days and you're angry with yourself and you're angry that you don't look a particular way or you're sad that you don't look a particular way, your lungs continue to operate. Like every, regardless of how you feel about your body, your body continues to show you the unconditional love of persevering anyway. So please show the love back. Like even just a small, small thank you. Just to yourself in the mirror, just thank you. You don't have to say anything else, just thank you. Start there. Start with gratitude to you. Start with gratitude to your body, the way that it's held on, even through the toughest times. Your body's held on with you. Like it's not giving up on you. So please don't give up on it. Why? Because of societal standards. Because of societal standards. Fam, there are people, the people that you're even looking at, the people that this pussy clot is even praising, they're not even, some more time, they're not even happy in their own bodies. But because of these set of beauty standards, you're hearing guys like I have guys who will want to do up, do up. Um, oh, um, black, I'm pro black, I'm pro black. Yet they'll be talking about the conflict that they feel because they they like white women with blonde hair and blue eyes. Oh, they oh I'm sexually attracted to them and and it's frustrating to me. Like, 
societal standards have had people really, really fucked that they don't even know why they like what they like. And why, but they're going along with it because society has said that this is what you go along with. Let me get ahead of the trend. Let's get ahead of the trend, baby. And remember who the fuck we are. Remember who the fuck you are. Before this, in a time before this, in a time before this, where it was timeless, just timeless. Up to the time, sorry. Um... You were confident You knew of your own beauty Because you knew of where your beauty came from Of that you are part of all that is That you're everything and nothing You knew that, that there's beauty in that Don't let these silly motherfuckers That don't wash their legs That don't season their food That don't do anything Don't let anybody come and twist up, twist up Your selfhood And move you away from the from the actual truth That you're a pengers That you're a baddie That you're sexy, that you're saucy Don't forget that You're divinely saucy. Don't ever, ever, ever forget that. And we've got the four of swords here in reverse. And I feel like that's saying, you know, that meme of like, stand up, girl, stand up. By the end of this week, Omar, I want to see a picture in my inbox of you rocking that red lip again. I want to see a picture of you wearing that red lip again I don't care where the fuck you're going You could be going to Tesco I'm sorry there's no food because of Brexit But you could be going anywhere You could be going taking yourself to the cinema You could be taking yourself wherever the fuck I want to see that red lip You could be going to work I want to see that red lip emerge Yeah you, I want to see you serve me a sexy look And you and you stunt on me Okay You stunt on me And every single motherfucker that's walking this earth crush, You stunt on us Because it starts there It starts with the belief that you are divinely whole. Please, please, please remember that. That's your task for this year. That by the end of this year, like you will be looking at yourself like, wow, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all I want from you. Give me a red lip. Give me a red lip and look at yourself in the mirror and blatantly, unapologetically say thank you. And also, um, go touch some grass Go and touch some grass Go put your feet on the grass Go touch a tree Go and send your feelings Whenever things feel a bit overwhelming for you um, Do that or And or Get those plants And start speaking life into the plants And you keep them alive Okay You keep those plants alive Ah, 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 ah Staying alive Woo, staying alive Good luck to you and your plants Good luck Sending you lots of love Okay, that's that for the tarot. Let me big up this week's show sponsors who are ExpressVPN. This podcast is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Wow. So using the internet without ExpressVPN is like, I don't know, leaving your keys in your car while you run into the petrol station for, I don't know, to pay, pay for your petrol and to get yourself a quick snack. I mean, I've done this. I've done this and I know it's risky behavior because most of the time, of course, like you're fine. You're probably fine. But what if you come back and somebody is just, because you know people are audacious. Somebody will just now drive off in your car. What are you really saying? What are you really doing? So that is the equivalent of every time you connect to an unencrypted network, whether it's at a cafe or hotel or the airport, any hacker 
on the same network can gain access to your personal data. That's your passwords, your financial details, etc. I said I was going to tell a story earlier. I didn't tell the story, but let me just tell you, protect your things. Protect your things. Um, it doesn't take much technical knowledge to hack someone, just some cheap hardware and um, anyone can do it. So hackers are sometimes even selling your data for as much as like uh, $1,000 uh, per person on the dark web. This is why it's good for you to have ExpressVPN, not just because we're watching all of the shows and all of the things, but because ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. So hackers can't steal your sensitive data. It's super secure and it will take a hacker on a supercomputer over a billion years to get past it. And so that's why it's great to have ExpressVPN's encryption. It's really easy to use. So you just fire up the app, Click one button and you're protected. It works on your phones, it works on your laptops, your tablets, and more, so you can stay secure on the go. I really enjoy it. Like, do you know what? Even how I'm telling you this, do you know that my ExpressVPN, when you're when you start doing ads here, um, they'll give you like um subscription for free for a little while. Mine ran out ages ago and I'm still subscribed. Like I pay yearly. I'm still subscribed to ExpressVPN because that's how much I actually like it at this point. At this point. You get what I mean? Like it's worth it. So secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash straws. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash straws. And you can get an extra three months free on expressvpn.com slash straws. So go and get yourself encrypted and protect your things, my Gs. Let's get to share your magnificence. Okay, let's get to Show Your Magnificence then. Uh, what have I chosen this week? Here we go. Hi, Kalechi. Hope you and your family are well. For Show Your Magnificence, I'd like to nominate the cast of Hercules. After a suggestion on YouTube, I found out about the stage production currently happening in New Jersey. I've never been so excited for a production I can't see. <laughs> it sold out. Growing up, the muses were the closest thing I had to black Disney princesses. I still enjoy the film as an adult, so it really means a lot to see its magic coming to a full stage production. Hercules is played by a gorgeous black man named Bradley Gibson. When I first saw him, I briefly forgot I was gay. <laughs> completely understand why he got the role. The white boys I went to acting school with are probably shaking. They always sang Go the Distance in showcases. I can hear them shouting, no one wants white guys anymore. Maybe you already know about this and I'm late to finding out. Regardless, the clip really made my day. So I wanted to share. Hope it does the same for you. Thank you as always for everything you do. Thank you, baby girl. I actually went to go and look him up. Once you said that he was sexy, I said, um, let me have, let me go and see even because sometimes, let me not say anything. Sometimes people, you lot tell me that people are sexy and I will go and look and I'm like, <laughs> God gave us different eyes. God gave us different eyes. Um, but yeah, we all like different things and there's every, there, you know, there's a lid for every pot and all of them things there. Um, so I went and had a look and he's a cutie and when he's wearing that little Hercules outfit, like, woo, okay, come through Toga. All right. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's a hot boy, hot boy. Um, and I know even from seeing a few of the reviews, the girlies are angry that a black man is playing Hercules. Um, reading this review from the, just glancing at this review from the New York Times, um, and a few other reviews. When people are jealous, it just, 
when white people are jealous, it just is so unbecoming. Um, but yeah, anyway, I big up yourself. Two slaps on your chest, Bradley Gibson, for playing Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Um, and big up yourself, baby girl, for sending this through. You're always sending through lovely bits. And so I always make a priority um, out of reading them. Um, what's this one? Hold on. Uh, okay, I don't want to read that. It looks like unsolicited advice. Um, let me see. What else do I have? Uh, there was one that came in as a So You Mad, but I think would actually... There's an element of share your magnificence in there as well, as well, I swear. I'm still looking for somebody to help me clear out. No, somebody emailed, didn't they? I think somebody emailed that they could help me clear out my inbox. Sorry if you've emailed and I've like read it and then not starred it or something. But yeah, I need to clear out my inbox. I can't respond to like, you know, like some things are so, I've left for in so long that it's actually ridiculous now. All right, let's see here. Dear Kalechi, thank you so much for choosing this letter. First things first, I cannot write to you without addressing how grounding and empowering your podcast has been for me and many others, I'm sure. The past few years have been a rude, straight up disrespectful awakening for me to say the absolute minimum. And SYM has been a lifeline and one of the strings that's enabled me just about to cling to reality. I had my Saturn return plus transiting Pluto going through my first house. Jesus. Sorry, Capricorn rising. Um, uh, where my natal Uranus, Neptune, conjunct my ascendant and Venus, Mars and Saturn also live. God, if that's not bad enough, uh, transiting Uranus has been chilling on my IC. Um, I'll attach my chart so you can see the mess for yourself. <laughs> I'm an ex-teacher and I would like to big up all the kids pr- protesting um, these nonsense toilet regulations. It's clearly because of the militant, Govian and frankly Victorian uh, Ofsted standards they're being held to and another leap towards academic, um, academic, 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 academization that's the one <laughs> and the standardization um that is blighting our education system i trained in 2021 and decided i could no longer participate in the system despite trying my best to influence where and when i could it became too emotionally and physically draining however i love teaching and i'm a damn damn good one at that so i have chosen to, uh, a different path and decided to go grassroots with my efforts therefore the reason i'm writing into share your magnificence is because i want to promote a children's book called african bedtime stories and nursery rhymes in french nah you're taking a piss you know i can't read that um what is it Bersus? Belcus, Belcus, et Compteens. Nah, you're disrespectful. I'm not reading that in French. You know my French. All I know is Le Bangueur. I only know Le Bangueur and Cordon Bleu and Baguette and Sacre Bleu. That's all I know. And Champs Elysees. That's all I know in French. And um, Premier Gaou. That's all. <laughs> but what I'm gathering from this is that the book is also available in French. Um, by Viana, uh, is it Viana? Viana Collections. It's a beautifully produced collection of 10 stories and lullabies in their native languages, along with the audios and translations in both French and English. The book gives children complete autonomy and, for those of us of the diaspora, a resource we can give our children before they begin to imbibe the Eurocentricity and white supremacy within our society. It's a resource that connects them to their roots and shows them an Africa that's not centred around Europe. Yep, big up that. Europe is not my centre. 
The founder is French of Ivory Coast origin and, um, and as both an educator and African woman, I think this enterprise is incredible and exactly what our children need, particularly in the current political and racial climate. Not just for children of the diaspora, but for all. I always say white supremacy doesn't help anybody and lasting reform really must start with our children. Pluto is entering Aquarius and this is and this is the inception of its dawning. The website for the book is vijanacollections.com. I am half Ashkenazi Jew, half Black South African, and I've always felt a strong connection to both sides. But as is often the way with broken families, um, haven't always been able to retain those connections. This tangible and audible piece of literature allows any child to connect and learn about their culture. I want to promote the book across the UK, but don't have much experience uh, experience in publishing or distribution. So I'm just trying to get the word out there. If you have any interest in helping to promote, maybe even to discuss the racism and white supremacy within education from someone born and bred in Wood Green and with an inside perspective of the current situation, I'd be willing. Um, I'd be willing and grateful to do so. Uh, No, I'd be willing and grateful to do as much as necessary to spread the message. Some shameless self-plugging. I do some writing myself, mostly to do with race and education, which I find align very much with your general ethos. If you have any interest, um, thank you. It can be found here. That's Tumi Ferris. Uh, dot medium.com uh, blessings 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 to you and yours thank you so much for that thank you two slaps on your chest and two slaps to this book because and the, this collection of books i think it's wonderful um a children's book called african bedtime stories and nursery rhymes so if you want to check that and um, check that out please go right ahead so is that everything for my see i'm so good yeah that's everything for my show your magnificence all right so i'll move on to so you mad Oh, okay. Now let's get into So You Mad. All right. What have I got here? I think this is one I said that also includes um, Magnificence as well. There was something I was going to say and then it skipped my mind um, before I pressed play again. Anyway. (sighs) Hello, Kelechi. So excited to be writing this. I started listening to you in June 2022. I don't know where I was all that time. And since then, I have had so much ups and downs in myself. I refuse to write to you until I'm completely up to date and happy to say I've listened to every single episode. My G, my G. This is what I fucking love. I fucking love it when people go and listen to all of the episodes before they start writing to me because somebody will come and listen to an episode from today and then will now come and start telling me things that I've already addressed 150 episodes again. Please, God, free me, free me. Anyway, so let's get into it. I wanted to nominate myself for So You Mad, at least the self that I thought I needed to be. Sorry, but this will be a bit long. I was born in Nigeria. My dad migrated to the UK as an ambassador and we came from poverty, complete, not relative, to riches, relative. Um, We lived in Bayswater Road next to Hyde Park. Right now, I can only dream of the day I can afford to live there again. Anyway, all that you say, I came from nothing to suddenly everything. Over time, I found that at school, I abandoned my black friends for Asian and white friends as they were generally wealthier and coming from where I was, I never wanted to go back or have anything remind me of that time. My family strived to live in places that had more white slash Asian people, again, associated with wealth. 
However, the hostile environment agenda meant my whole family was put under intense immigration control. And since then, I was gradually reminded that regardless of dressing like, talking like, trying to make my hair like the white or Asian people, I could never make it as far as they could. Looking back at myself, I can see that without realizing it, I was looking down on black people and generally sought to be better than them. Realizing how much shit I told myself has been a bit of a blow. But I see it now. And, um, I know I can do better. I can't say I have grown in all areas, but I'm growing and will continue to grow. And for this, I will also nominate myself for Share Your Magnificence. I'm so grateful for your voice in helping me and many others rethink. Two slaps on your chest. You have helped me to see what I didn't know I needed to see. I've been so lost, but thankfully I'm finding me again. Uh, I hope that any others currently lost listening to this can find their way back. P.S. The work you're doing back home is incredible. I think we all, diaspora Nigerians, um, probably have that yearning to return home and make a change. I know I might be taking a shortcut by jumping on your thing, but if you need a coordinator, a social worker, I would be thrilled to get involved. I have a degree in psychology and a master's in social work. If my skills and qualifications can help in any way, shape or form, give me a shout. PPS, I can't wait for the book. Looking forward to to my copy on the 12th of September. I've attached my birth chart. Um, If you have time for a reading about future paths for me, I would, uh, that would be the cherry on the cake. Okay. All right. All right. Because I've already done tarot for this week, Please send me an email and I'll loop in my PA and then we can book in a time for me to read for you. I just feel called to read for you. All right. So you um, send me a, uh, an email to the email address you sent this to, sym at kelechiokafo.com. And I'll loop in my PA uh, and we'll book in a time for me to do like a 30 minute one-to-one reading for you. Because um, my, my, my schedule is mad, but I want to do that for you. Whoa, God, look at that birth chart. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. I feel like that would be wonderful. And I want to big you up. Two slaps on your chest, baby girl. It's not easy to unlearn. People like to talk about this love and light, love and light. People don't want to talk about the shadow. Fam, when you have to face you, when you have to face your shadow, because you're f- forgetting that that love, that light is being cast on a human body. So there's going to be a shadow. If that is the best way to describe shadow work to you. That love and light that we are of is also working its way through a human body. And so for that reason, there will be a shadow because we have to interact with this life, right? And so there are parts of ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge, that we don't want to face because it goes against what we want to believe about ourselves. But I promise you, there's going to be one day, I pray for you, in fact, that there's going to be one day if that day has not come already, many days, in fact, where you have to face yourself And you have to decide, like, is this who I want to be? And you move from there. But you have to show compassion to all of those aspects. We don't leave, honestly, we don't leave any of our, any aspects of ourselves behind. We just integrate that part. We show that part, like, look, you're trying to be out here doing up lone wolf. Look at all of the other parts of me that love you. Come and be loved, man. Come and be loved and stop moving buki. And, and, and that is what you do. That is how we actually integrate by looking at the parts of ourselves that feel hard to face and we use the entirety of our being, the entire love that emanates within us to be like, come here, man, moving like a dickhead. Come here, come here and be loved. Come and get loved on, matting. That's my desk. That, that, that's my description anyway. But um, I'm really proud of you. 
I'm really, really fucking proud of you because some, a lot of people, there are people who are older than we are, yeah, that have not come to that realization. They're still trying to do up, do up. Oh, I want to be in the high places with the girlies. Like, you could choose someone who works at the palace over hanging out with me. You can definitely do that, but then don't come and tell me that, oh, you're for the freedom and the liberation of all when you made your choice. That feels like a dig, but I'm just saying. Um, you made your choice, innit? Like it's clear to see, it's clear to see like what you, what you prioritize and people will tell you that they're all for diversity. There's a lot of aunties right now, aunties and uncles right now who are in certain spaces with the people who, um, uh, inhabit the higher echelons of our society And they'll tell you that they're there And they believe in diversity and inclusion When rich, literally they are embodiments of white supremacy Just encased in black skin And then everybody will be doing our black excellence What is excellent? What is excellent about residing in a graveyard? What is excellent there about where they are? What is excellent about them mingling and rubbing shoulders with, with a spiritual zombies? What? But you'll tell us that it's excellence, that it's excellence, that that's what we aspire to. I don't aspire to that. I aspire to be able to quint it up 15 times. Sorry, I'm so inappropriate at times. But I just aspire to be the best that I can be. Like show up as holy as I can show up. That's what I mean by best. Show up as holy as I can. And to, and to without fear, express the love that I feel so deeply within me. That I know that is like the core part of my identity And that doesn't mean you're not going to come against Some very, very shaky things Some very, very higgy and very haggard things But you're willing to do that A lot of these aunties and uncles that are in these high places They have not sat down to do the, 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 the inner work The introspection But the people who are trying to back it for them Because they're trying to end up in those spaces as well Will be like, oh no, you don't know what they're like behind the scenes Shut the fuck up They're not anything behind the scenes they're not anything behind the scenes. They are who they are. You are what you say you are. A pussy club. No, it says superstar. Sorry, mother. I am. Um, yeah. So I'm proud of you for realizing things that Kemi Badenoch has still not realized. And I don't know why she puts those streaks in her hair with the braids. That chick with the braids. With no escalade Shawty won't address her regrowth But she's commenting on menopause Yeah Sorry, again, I went off on a tangent I need to wrap this up Because I need to go and get cute Um, What was I saying? Big up yourself, my G Big up yourself Because it's not easy And money can really, really cloud people's judgment But I like that you saw what you needed to see And then you're moving where you need to move Like you're saying Why didn't you discover me before then I'm actually glad that you didn't Because I You you can write You can write And I can see that you could have written to me Before you were ready If you'd heard this podcast before you were ready You like a very few A small small group of people Will write to me before you're ready Or write to me at a point when you're listening When you're not ready And then you want me to be the canvas For you to throw all of your pain at Because you haven't quite figured out what's going on um, 
I believe that you found this podcast that we found each other at the t- at the right time. I always say that with my Scorpio placements, people usually find me and this podcast when something in them is dying and and a new self is ready to emerge. That is when they usually discover this because it has to be at that point. It has to be at that point where you're willing. There is a part of you that is willing to let go of the things that you thought that you knew. That's not to say that I know everything, but you're willing to join me on a path of like as somebody else who's willing to let go of everything that they knew in order to know something greater that is the time we find each other and I pray that we do not find ourselves before that because it can get very mad for everybody yeah so I'm so thankful that you're joining me on this journey and I and I will definitely you know holler if you see me post anything about progress for the um, studio for the children's home and I haven't messaged it's because I get a lot of messages please message me again closer to the time when I start posting about needing people to help like because now that the building is pretty much done the children's home building is pretty much done um I'll now be looking to decorate and actually start stocking up on things and furnishings and then moving into um getting the people simultaneously getting the people who will help me make sure that it runs effectively and as safely as possible for the children that will end up living there so um I appreciate you. I appreciate I appreciate your unlearning. I appreciate your learning. I appreciate you giving yourself over, giving your heart over to the beauty that is in this life and willing to to see what comes of it. And I know that only beauty and good things will come of it for you. So holler at man and we'll do that 30 minute reading um for you. So um yeah, was that everything for so you mad? Let me just see quickly. No, not at all. Okay. Um but, well, one of the updates is that Clemmy Hooper finally um was to face um an NMC hearing. Clemmy Hooper, if you've forgotten, was the midwife, the white midwife known as mother of daughters, who um was arguably one of the most well-known mummy influencers. Um and she uh, had a fake account called Alice in Wonderlust or whatever it was called. And she was using it to troll other mummy bloggers and all of that stuff on a very wayward site that I will not mention on here. Um, and she just moved very, very mad, moved incredibly mad. And when I called it out, when the whole story blew up and I called it out on my Instagram, her useless followers decided to come and report my page and... Um, my Instagram got deleted only for like 12 hours because you can't play with a baby girl, you know, and the people then showed up and showed out for me and my page was reinstated. And that's how I I actually got verified. Um, and I've just been out here since. So imagine that was all what 2019, that was 2019 that all of that happened. And it's only in 2023, 2023 that they are having this white woman's hearing. But let that be a black nurse. Let that be a black midwife. And remember that this entire time she was still working as a midwife. They were still allowing that, albeit part-time, they were still allowing her to caress the energies, the beautiful souls that were entering into this world, knowing what she's done, knowing the disgusting thing that she's done. And people are like, oh, she's left the internet since. She hasn't left the internet since. She's operating through another page where she's doing home, home, what is it? Home renovation and home decoration or whatever, she's using that page. So she's still very much online. Don't ever get it twisted. I've blocked that page too, even, because I don't want her dega dega, her dibby dibby energy anywhere near me. But I just think that's mad because when it's a black nurse's black midwives, they just have to sneeze at the wrong time. And they and they're already their pins have been taken from them. And we've seen it. It's actually a stat. I'm not making up things. This isn't hyperbole. Like there's actual stats around the fact that black nurses, midwives, all of them people there are disproportionately sent to disciplinaries 
and and the outcomes are disproportionately harsh against them in a way that it isn't for white and Asian nurses. Specifically, white nurses, it's not like that for them. How is it that you move that mad in 2019? It's a sickness, sickness. You move that mad in 2019 and it's only 2023 upon all the hundreds of complaints that people filed with the NMC about you. It's only 2023 that they're coming to gather your clerk. Let me hear that they let you off. Let me hear that they let you off. The, the, nursing, and midwif- midwif- the nursing and midwifery council, huh, you haven't seen a bad man like me. Let, let, let me hear that you let her off. Anyway, this is a good story though. A black NHS midwife sues after colleagues told to check their bags on her last day. Olukemi Akimeji successfully took her former NHS employers to court over racism she experienced at William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, Kent, where a colleague joked um, staff should check their bags as she left. I just want you to take a moment for the beautiful nominative determinism that we have as it pertains to Nigerian names. This person's name is Olukemi. The longer version of that would be Oluwakemi, which says God cares for me and looks after me. Like God protects me. God looks after me. God has in fact looked after Kemi on this occasion. An NHS midwife has won a discrimination case after a racist jibe at her expense on her last day in the job. Olukemi Akimeji, um, took her bosses to court after a hospital colleague repeatedly told staff to check their bags on her last day. The midwife said the comments followed on from nearly two years of working in a toxic environment where her colleagues would gang up on her. Ms. Ms. Akimeji has now successfully sued her bosses after taking to an employment tribunal where it was heard the comments uh, were just one of several incidents of racial discrimination. The midwife had started her role at William Harvey Hospital in Ashford, Kent in March 2018, where she worked until handing in her notice in December the following year. On her final day in January 2020, shift coordinator, Kathy, of course her name would be Kathy. Of course, Kathy, come and see yourself. Kathy with a K, K -K KKK. Really? I I could be wrong. Really, is it even the Kathys with a C? It's always the Kathys that we meet with a K. The clan members, that's where they show up. I'm joking, half joking, quarter joking, not joking. Anyway, Kathy Carr repeatedly said, it's Kemi's last day. Everyone check your bags. Miss Carr claimed it was lighthearted, but Miss Akimeji said, I do not see what was funny in being portrayed as a thief in front of my colleagues, patients and family members. The joke the tribunal heard was then repeated in the ward's hallway with Miss Carr claiming she hadn't realized at the time it was in bad taste and inappropriate in front of colleagues. She told the hearing she had only just found out Miss Akimeji was leaving and wanted to say something lighthearted and um, the, that the comment was made in response to posters put in cloakrooms over, over real thefts that had been reported. Ms. Akimeji made an official complaint to East Kent Hospital's University NHS Trust during her exit interview. If the trust have zero tolerance to racism, then it should act appropriately, she said. My complaint against Kathy Carr is, however, a formal complaint because she never was a friend nor joked with me. Yes, I have had a few sarcastic, sarcastic remarks from her, but I do not see what was funny in being portrayed as a thief in front of my colleagues, patients and family members. 
Even if I overlook everything else, I do not intend to overlook being embarrassed so publicly with a false and baseless spiteful remark. The fact that Kathy Carr acts freely in such a manner goes without saying how she treats ethnic minorities. The trust replied, Kathy has since attended... Oh God, the world is going to shit. Please, God, give me the strength to continue. The trust replied, Kathy has since attended unconscious bias training. As a result, she has again reflected on her comment and realizes how inappropriate it was and insensitive to make such a comment, particularly in front of colleagues, and she's sorry for this. She has stated she will not do so again and is now very much aware of the expectation of management in relation to her behavior and the consequences. However, the tribunal heard that Ms. Carr never attended the training course. <laughs> because let me tell you something, Kathy's Kathy. Kathy, you're a wayward racist cunt, but you're a G. Why do you need to attend the unconscious bias training? Because baby, you already know that your 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 bias is conscious. Why are you? Uh, why, what, what what's the what's the need for you to attend unconscious bias training when that's not even your field? That's not even your industry. That's not even your ministry. Oh my, you said I am consciously biased. I'm a racist up in Kent. I'm an ashy in Ashford. Anybody come and chat for me? Let's go. That's what you said. And you know what? I have to respect it. If you're racist, claim it with your fucking chest. Claim it with your chest. I can't do all of this unconscious bias training. From when you're not sleeping, from when you're not passed out, you know what you're doing. It's not unconscious. You're very, very aware. You're racist. You're raciste. That's the French that I do know. Racism. 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 That's what you are. You're a racist. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Your soul is as ashy as the White Cliffs of Dover. Claim it. The panel con- concluded that, that Ms. Akimeji was working in a toxic and difficult environment And uh, she and her colleagues were shouted and sworn at Although it dismissed many of her racism claims The tribunal did conclude that she had been discriminated against by the, bag, um, by the bad remark There's so many typos in this um, article Employment judge Anna Corrigan said the evidence shows that Ms. Akimeji was a subject was a subject of discussion by the group of midwives concerned, which had generated shared negative attitudes towards her and some host, um, hostility, which she picked up on um, in their behavior towards her. We find they they thereby ganged up against her and this suggests there was bullying of her by this group of midwives. In regard to the bags comment, she said this, oh, bags comment, I see it. Okay. This was an extremely offensive comment in the context of a black colleague leaving the workplace and the knowledge that there had been actual uh, theft from staff. The implication is clearly that colleagues should care of their things, should take care of their things, as Miss Akimeji might be going to steal from colleagues on her last day. I hope that they paid you well. Sis, sis, Oluwakemi, Akimeji, I hope that they paid you well because you did the motherfucking thing. And I need more black midwives, more black nurses, more black um, healthcare professionals. Speak up for yourself. Speak up for yourself and say it with chest because people are mad out here. Because when we even get down to who was stealing, we'll be surprised by, I wouldn't be surprised by who was actually doing the theft. We won't be surprised. But how fucking dare you, Kathy? How fucking dare you? And this is what I don't get about you lot and your lighthearted jokes. Whose heart is it making lighter when you're inferring that I'm a thief? Meanwhile, it's your ancestors that went and stole fucking countries. 
Let's all respect ourselves in 2023. Let us all, let, let, let us, don't make the black women them assemble. I said this in a previous episode, but it feels like you're moving black women towards the, towards the point where they're going to be assembling and they're going to go around administering slaps. Let's not do that. Let's all just respect ourselves in this 2023. Your joke doesn't bang. Your joke is not funny. And this is, a, and the white women, especially in workplaces, I'm going to say white women specifically as I'm talking about womanhood. As we're in International Women's Month, there is a thing that white women do in workplaces where they pretend like they don't know that they're gathering together and becoming bullies because white feminine, the way that white femininity is constructed is that white women can displace their violence and their nastiness onto other people, usually darker skin to them and not realize that your little WhatsApp group where you lot are kikiing and throwing little jibes at people, that it's not friendly, that you're bullies, you're actually, you're actual bullies. And because nobody's called you out on it, you can move in a particular way. So like this, when um, someone said to me, a man, black man said to me the other day, oh yeah, white women, there's, there's something about them that when they're doing this, that, that day, they can move, move with confidence because they know that nobody's allowed to touch them. They've been told in society that nobody's allowed to touch them. But hear what? You can get touched. You can get touched figuratively and literally. So behave yourself. Let us all behave ourselves. Okay? But Oluwakemi, sis, two slaps on your chest. That should have, in fact, been a share your magnificence because you did what? You did the motherfucking thing. You did what needed to be done. Okay? In this 2023, call out people for their class. And look at how she ain't being fired for that, for, for making that comment. She's allowed to continue. Knowing that she's blatantly a racist, Kathy's allowed to continue in her job. Yeah? She's allowed to do that. If I hear that Clemmy has been allowed to do similar, it's going to be me and every council that you lot hold. Every council that you lot have put in place, it'll be me that will come and dis- discombobulate your thing, Because that's actually ridiculous to me. Um, is that the last of So You Mad? It better be because I want to get up out of here. Yeah, okay. All right, so my straw of the week. Let me keep it cute and quick. Um, I had two actually, I don't know if you heard of the very, very, um, sad, uh, story of the missing baby. I'm just bringing it up here. Um, Constance Martin and, um, her partner, what's his name? She's with this black man. And I say her partner, Mark Gordon. Um, Constance is known as an aristocrat. And they were moving weird recently and their baby disappeared. And then basically the baby was found in the woods, dead. Um, in a, in a plastic bag, God, under some nappies in an allotment shed. The reason I brought this story up is I don't know what's going on on between over there. I don't know what's going on, but it makes me extremely sad and I just want to say rest in peace to that little baby, to that little life, to that little bab. I'm so sorry. I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I'm just so sorry. I don't know what these two adults have got going on. Again, that's not for me to comment on. I want to comment on the media portrayal of this. I need the news outlets, the, diff- the various publications, news publications, all of them, I need you lot to go and suck out for an eternity, you fucking idiots. I'm allowed to say this because sometimes in us, for us to make it closer to the light, some people need to be batted up. And 
I'm going to use the language that works for me best currently, right? There might be a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm not even swearing no more. Allow it. Allow it. But for now, let me tell you something. All of you lot that are reporting on this and then you'll describe her, Constance, you'll describe her as an aristocrat. And then when it comes to talking about the guy, you'll, you'll talk about him in a way as if he's a black savage animal. I don't know what happened, but they were both involved. But the way that you're using language is almost as if you're trying to absolve this white woman of responsibility and push it towards him as a black man because of his blackness. That's literally it. Because of his blackness, you're pushing the responsibility of it more towards him. Hold them equally accountable. I don't, again, I don't know what happened. So I might have to come back and be like, oh, then this was this. was." This. But I don't think that you as the media, I don't think you lot care. You don't care what actually happened. As far as you're concerned, this is what happens when you let a black man penetrate your white pure queen. This is what happens. They get corrupted and they do things and um, leave their baby somewhere discarded what happened was horrendous don't add wild wild racism on top is what i'm saying because i could get really mad there's there's a part of me that wants to say something very very mad in this situation but i'm not going to say it because god is what god is working on me okay so i'm not going to say it but if you're on my wavelength you know where i could have gone with that but i'm not going to say it that is all I wanted to say. Rest in peace to that beautiful, beautiful soul. And can we report? I know that it's going to be a cold day in hell before that happens, but can we report things like this in a more balanced way so we're not presenting blackness as being the corrupting force? That is all. Um, so I want the media to suck out. That's that's really what I wanted to say. I want them to suck out. They're both currently being remanded in custody. It's what I think that it says here. Um, yeah, I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't know what happened. It says the Metropolitan Police said they believed the baby had been dead for several weeks before they were found and a post-mortem examination is set to take place. Um, the baby's placenta was earlier found in an abandoned car. Like they've been through it. It says here, Martin, who comes from a wealthy aristocratic family and Gordon, look at, look at what they did. Can you see what I'm saying? Read, listen to the strength sentence because class is now in session. Just that sentence alone. Martin, Constance Martin, who comes from a wealthy aristocratic family and Gordon. That's it. They're like, that's it. Were arrested on Stanmer Villas in Brighton on Monday. That tells you all that they need to, that you need to know. She is humanized. She is given a backstory. He is black. That's it. He is black. That is all you need to know about him as far as they're concerned. And that is a problem for me. It's all I wanted to share there. Um, and then what else? For straw of the week, aka so you mad. Oh, the Japanese knife company. You lot can suck out. You pricks, Japanese knife company. You thought you got away with it. But I'm here to deal with you today So the Japanese knife company um, Had a campaign that they sent out via email 
Um, and they sent out this email to advertise their new set of knives. They're black knives, super sharp, meant to be really fancy. They sent out this email and in the email, they've shown the black knives and they've um, put on top of it, the overlay, the text that's overlaid on top says, black knives matter. Beautiful black knives available at JKC. Black knives matter. They then came back later and put up another picture of a white man without a head holding a sign that says, I'm sorry. It says here, to my valued customers, I unreservedly apologize for the email we sent out this morning. My intention for the tagline was only a play on words and I did not at all mean to offend anyone. The sentiments of my customers are essential to me and I will pay more attention not to cause offense unintentionally. We take the issue of racism very seriously, especially with our multicultural background. Okay, so just as class was previously in session when I just pointed out Constance Martin comes from a wealthy aristocratic uh, family and Gordon is black. As far as they're concerned, that's how they phrased it, as far as I'm concerned. Let's get into this. Black Knives Matter. Where the fuck were a lot of you during 2020? What happened to you? What's going on? Explain it to me. Where were you in 2020 that you would feel that this is appropriate? That it's appropriate to send a message such as this. Black Knives Matter. To undermine the very, very real and legitimate movement um, that pertains to um, fighting against police brutality because it's disproportionately affecting black people. You want to make a joke of that and be like, Black Knives Matter. And then you sent it out as an email campaign. All of you people who were listening and learning in 2020, I need you to start submitting your reports. I need to see what, in fact, you listened to and what you learned from what you had listened to because I am going on the basis that a lot of you motherfuckers did not learn a single thing. You are all still as raggedy as you were in prior to 2020. In fact, you're worse. You are worse. Publishing, a mess. Healthcare, a mess. Finance, a mess. Government, a mess. Everywhere, a mess. Nobody can show me. I want to start seeing all of your school reports. Start submitting it immediately because you have not learned a single thing. Anton Deck are still winning the same award year after year. A mess. Nobody can tell me what they've learned. The BAFTAs, moving mad. Oscars, moving mad. Grammys, moving mad. Everybody is mad. I went to Peru Para and I came back only to meet madness and dysregulation. Black knives matter. Fuck you. If you understood what it's like as a black person, seriously, if you understood what it's like as a black person to navigate this world, to know that any day that you could just go on the internet, you just want to kiki and skisk with your brethren, and you are likely to see some black person being brutalized. Do you understand what that feels like? You could never. You could never. And so you think that you can make light of a movement that, 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 that talks about that. Come on. And then to send this piece of shit email as well, uh, that's meant to be an apology. This email is not an apology. To my valued customers, I unreservedly apologize for the email we sent out this morning. No, you do not. Why? Let's get into it. My intention, fuck your intention, fuck your intention. I'm so tired of you lot and your fucking intentions. 
Your intentions mean nothing Because let's look at the outcome Your intention is born of a place Where you've been socialized To believe that you can do no harm Because the harm that you actually do And that is done in your name Is displaced onto people That you deem as other Hence you can take a campaign A movement like Black uh, Black Lives Matter And turn it into Black Knives Matter An inanimate object Where more time people have been shot Stabbed This black people have experienced The most amount of brutalization At the hands of the state You can make light of that because you've not, you don't even see the people that it, that, that it affects as human. My intention for the tagline was only a play on words. No, it's not. And if, if all you saw were words, fuck you. And I did not at all mean to offend anyone. It doesn't care about what you meant. It doesn't care about, nobody cares about what you meant. It's what you did. I care about what you did, not what you meant. Your, what, what it means to you when you've been um, zombified by this society that you live in Means nothing to me I'm looking at what you did The sentiments of my customers are essential to me And I will pay more attention not to cause offence unintentionally Look at that you're still, you're still pushing this agenda of I didn't mean it It was unintentional Maybe your company should shut down until you know what you're doing then Until you know what you're what you're intending we take the issue of racism very seriously especially with our multicultural background fuck you that is basically like oh but i've got black friends if you took it seriously how did you end up here you've got this especially with our multicultural background so upon the multicultural background you didn't run that tagline by anybody so they could tell you oh this is some bullshit maybe don't post this this is fucked up so clearly the, the multicultural background or whatever that you have, you've silenced them. You've silenced them and you're only wheeling that out now to protect yourself. Honestly, fuck you lot, man. Like, fuck you lot. I feel like Mother Ayahuasca will let me, Grandmother Ayahuasca will let me have that, man. Fuck you lot. Fuck you lot. Like, that's ridiculous. Do better. Do better. That is absolutely appalling. And take accountability wholeheartedly. Stop putting out apologies that aren't apologies at all. All you're saying there is like People have come at me And I need to put out something That looks like an apology But at the end of the day I didn't mean it I didn't mean any harm That is a tantrum That is not an apology In 2023 I need everybody to learn the difference Respect yourselves And learn the difference Between an apology And a a tantrum That's all I'm going to say That's that for this week You know There's still eyelash glue on my eye From the other day I need to go and proper scrub it off And get Myself ready to go out shortly Um, But I pray that this episode resonated with you I feel like I brought energy No, seriously I feel like I brought some energy today (laughs) Not gonna lie I feel good Um, But yeah, that's that That's that Um, You have been listening to SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What That's right, Suck Your Mum I've been Kalechi Okafo, the baby girl of the baby girls. And I'm sending all of you, my baby people and my baby folk, I'm sending you all the love in the world. I pray that on this journey, we continue to ride with each other. It's not easy. And then, you know, there'll be lots of highs, I pray, and a few lows. But, you know, I see you, you see me, we see each other. Yeah, keep going. If anything, if all I can impart on you for this week alone, whenever, whatever time you're listening to this, because this is timeless. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe in you. Don't let these motherfuckers get you down. Like all we're doing is doing what we came to do. 
Do you like that? That piece of philosophy that says sweet fuck all. All right, I'm out. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping here Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind